0: Merry Christmas everyone! My name is Kathy, and I'm going to be your online host for today. If it's your first time here, you are a VIP guest, so please text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive stainless water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to mythrive.info slash thrivekids to access the Thrive Kids curriculum. There you can find a worship video, a lesson video, an activity sheet that you can download, print, and do with your kids. And there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday from between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. Every Christmas here at Thrive, we have photographers taking photos of us at our Christmas service. But unfortunately, we can't do that this year, but we would still love to see that you're celebrating today here with us. So take a selfie of yourself tuning into today, post it to your social media using the hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. Are you ready to celebrate Christmas here at ThriveChurchOnline? I'm so excited to be celebrating today with you. So are you ready? Let's get started.
1: To Thrive Church. We're so excited that you're here. Why don't we start out this morning with a little dance party? Here we go. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Come on, Thrive, sing it out. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Navidad. Próspero año y felicidad. Sing it out with me. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. From the bottom bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. It's okay to dance with me this morning. Feliz Navidad, there we go. Feliz Navidad. Let's have a dance party right now. My
2: Hello everybody, Merry Christmas, and welcome to Christmas at Thrive Church Online. My name is JB, this is my lovely wife Charlene. We are pastors here at Thrive Church, and we are so excited to celebrate Christmas with you today.
3: If this is your first time at Thrive or you are new to Thrive Church then we want to specially welcome you because you are our VIP and we have prepared a very special gift just to thank you for joining us and it's a Thrive Church stainless steel limited edition water bottle so if you want this gift then I'm going to invite you to go to mythrive.info and click on new to Thrive and fill out your information and we want to get this gift to you to your front door
2: That's right a huge welcome to all of our VIPs a huge welcome to each and every one of you. In fact, we got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we, we are. are. And so with that in mind, would you just take half a minute right now to welcome one other to our church service today? If you got a chat room in front of you, would you use your chat room? Just tell everybody, Merry Christmas. So good to have you here. Welcome to our VIPs. And if you're sitting beside someone watching the service together, would you turn to them right now? And would you just tell them, Merry Christmas and give them a warm hug or a hand? handshake or a high five or an air hug, an air handshake, an air high five, whatever's appropriate, let's welcome one another to church today.
3: Now before we continue with all the festivities, if you are enjoying your experience here at Thrive Church, then the fact is we are here every single Sunday online and we want to personally invite you to come back next Sunday because next Sunday, Pastor JB is going to be sharing a really awesome message called The Secret to Contentment.
2: The fact is this, this year has been unlike anything that you or I have ever experienced before. And if you know someone or maybe you yourself could use some help trying to find some peace and some contentment during this season, then we think you're really going to enjoy next week's message on Sunday, December 27, when we talk about the secret of contentment. And so we can't wait to see you here back again on Sunday, December 27.
3: And we also want to say a big thank you to all the kids and families and parents who came to our Santa's workshop, our first ever Santa's workshop on Zoom. It was this huge celebration with over 100 kids who joined us, and it was so fun. The biggest celebration online and the biggest meeting on Zoom I've ever been a part of. And so we want to thank you. We hope you had lots of fun singing, dancing, making slime, and meeting Santa.
2: In fact, I think we're showing some pictures of that event. And I don't know about you, but doesn't Santa look younger and younger with every year i don't know if it's just me maybe i'm getting older but in any event bradley our older son he came back from santa's workshop and he showed me the christmas slime that he made and i've been mean to try it because i I've, I've been i've been kind of busy all day i haven't tried it, yet, so i thought i'd try his christmas slime right now oh. mm. um
3: pastor jbi mm. i don't think what, what, you should eat it what, what's in it uh glue contact solution oh! and uh yeah it's it's not for eating so kids do not please do not try this at home Well while, while Pastor JB is throwing up this is the thing the, the thing is that this past year has been a year unlike any other there may be people that you want to spend time with that you're not able to spend time with or there may be things that you hope that you could do but you couldn't do you know I feel the same way and with that in mind we've invited um, members of our Thrive family to sing you a song just to remind you that you are not alone and so we're going to ask them to perform a song called If the World Was Ending. We hope you'll enjoy it. And I was
4: distracted and in traffic. I didn't feel them when the earthquake happened But I really got me thinking Were you out drinking? Were you in the living room, chilling, watching television? It's been a year now I Think i figure out how How to tele go and let communication die out
1: I know, you
4: I know, we know
5: We, we, we weren't for, for forever, forever and it's fine I know, you, you know, know, we know, we know we you weren't for each other and it's fine
4: but if the war was ending, you'd come over, right? You'd come over and you stay tonight. Would you let me for the hell of it, or if fears would be relevant? If, if the world was, was ending, you'd come over, right? Sky would fall and I'd hold, hold you tight, tight. and there wouldn't be a reason why we would even have to say goodbye. If the world was ending, you'd come over, right? right if the world was ending you come over right right i've
1: tried to imagine your reaction didn't scare me when the earthquake happened but it really got me thinking everything was sinking how i wish i had you right beside me in the midst of it oh it's been a year now think i figured out how how to think about you without it ripping my heart out I know, you know, we know, we, know you we weren't done. done for forever and it's fine I know, you know, know, we know, we were meant for each other and it's fine but, but if the world
4: was ending, you'd come over, right? You'd come over and you'd stay the night Would you love me for the hell of it? Or our fears would be relevant If the world was in you'd come over, right? If well, a world was ending, you come over right. you come over right. you come over, you come over, you come over, you come over right.
1: mm-hmm. I know, you know, we know you weren't down for forever, it's fine. Right. I know,
4: you know, we know, we weren't meant for each other And it's fine But if the world ending, you come over right If
1: you come over and just stay the the night Would you love me for for the the hell hell of it? All our fears would be irrelevant If If the world is ending, you come over right It's time to fall water holds the tight would it be a reason why we would even have to say goodbye if the world was ending you come over right you come over
4: you come over you come over over right if the world was ending you come over
2: If you're just joining us, that was the hit song, If the World Was Ending, performed by some members of our Thrive Church family. I remember in the past few months, I'd go to the gym and I'd always hear this song on the radio in the background. It was just really neat to see some of our own members of our Thrive Church family performing their own rendition of that song. Now, you might be wondering, you know, what does this song, if the world was any, have anything to do with Christmas? Let me get to that in a bit, because today I have the honor and the privilege of bringing to you a message that I really pray will bring some hope and some encouragement to you on this very exceptional Christmas. See, let me ask you a question. Do you guys like puzzles? You know, maybe puzzles in the form of crossword puzzles if you're really old school or Sudoku or maybe you're into the video game Among Us and, you know, in a way, I guess Among Us is kind of like a puzzle. You know, my wife, Charlene, she loves solving puzzles. In fact, I think that might be the biggest reason why she married me because I'm one big puzzle that she has yet to solve. But here's the thing, you know, on a stressful day, do you know how my wife, Charlene, likes to relax? At the end of any stressful day, you will find her at our dining room table and what she will do, she will pour onto the table hundreds, if not thousands, of little puzzle pieces, and she will spend, like, she could spend hours putting those little pieces together to form a picture. For her, it's relaxing. For me, it is stressful. I can't even look at those pieces all kind of jumbled up together, but, you know, I will just kind of look at Charlene because it looks, it relaxes me to look at Charlene, and she'll be like, stop looking at me, I'm working on my puzzle. You know, why do I mention that? It's because Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ, and how many know that trying to figure figure out the birth of Jesus is like trying to solve a puzzle, is that in the Bible, you're going to find so many different places that you can go to, to learn about Jesus's birth. And each of those places in the Bible is like a little puzzle piece. And when you put them all together and you fit them all together, that's when you see the bigger picture of what Jesus' birth was all about. So for example, you can go to the beginning of the Bible, the first half of the Bible called the Old Testament. And there, you're going to find over and over again, different people from different places across different centuries of history. All of them are predicting, pointing to, prophesying about, and preparing for the day when this Christ, this Savior King, this Messiah will be born into this world. Or you can fast forward into the later part of the Bible called the New Testament. You go to the Gospel of Matthew and there you can learn about Jesus' dad, Joseph, and what he was going through before Jesus was born. How he knew that there was this baby inside, living inside, his fiance, his wife-to-be called Mary, and the baby is not his. And he's like, what is going on? I gotta break up with this girl right now. And yet an angel comes to to Joseph in a dream and says, don't be afraid to marry, Mary, Joseph, because the baby that is in her is from God. And as crazy as that sounded to Joseph, as crazy as that was, as many questions as he had, he decided, okay, I'm going to trust God on this. That's the gospel of Matthew. That's one other piece of the puzzle. Or you can go to the gospel of Luke, also in the New Testament, and there you can learn about Mary, Jesus' mother, and what she was going through on the day that Jesus was born, how there was no room in in the inn, as they say, and so they placed Jesus, baby Jesus, in a manger, which is like a feeding trough for cows, and on that day, angels announced to shepherds nearby the the, the announcement that Jesus is born. They said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That's going to be for all the people, because today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, and see, All of these are little different puzzle pieces in the Bible to get to the picture of Jesus' birth. But if you really want to understand and appreciate why Jesus' birth was so important for you and for me today, then you need to read the passage in the Bible that we're going to look at together right now from the Gospel of John. And see, you're going to notice that the gospel of John describes the birth of Jesus not by mentioning stuff like mangers and angels and wise men and Mary and Joseph. In fact, in this passage, he's not going to even say the word Jesus, even though it's all about Jesus. That's because John, when he's writing this, he's not focusing on all the historical details of Jesus' birth, the what, the who, the how, the when, the where. But John, he's going to tell us why Jesus' birth is so relevant for you and for me today? Because isn't that the most important question today? Is that even if all of these details about Jesus' birth are true, and I think there's good reason to believe that they are true, even if they're true, why does it matter for you and me today? Why is Jesus' birth significant for us 2,000 years later? Let's look into that today. Look at John chapter one, verse 10 to 18. And because it has something to do with what we're talking about today, I wanna highlight for you, as we're reading this passage, one word, that keeps coming up over and over again. Would you read with me together in a big, loud voice, John chapter one, verse 10. It says, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son, near to the father's heart he has revealed god to us see today in this passage there's so much i could unpack with you about the birth of jesus but let me just tell you the my, the message title for today's message today the message i'm here to share with you is called because you came over because you came over would you turn to your neighbor right now and say i'm so glad you came i'm so glad you came You see, today I just want to give you two reasons why Jesus coming over into our world is so significant for us today. See, let me give you the first reason. Number one, because Jesus came over, you can know that God loves you and wants to be close to you. See, here's a question for you today. Have you ever experienced this in your life before? Is where someone comes over to where you are when you weren't expecting it. And because they came over, things got better as a result. Has that ever happened to you before? Maybe they came over with your favorite drink. Or maybe they came over and they gave you a hand when you needed it the most. Or maybe they came over with a call or a text and gave you a message that you really needed to hear. Has that ever happened to you before? Someone came over and because they came over, things got better. Well, let me tell you about a girl or a woman called Nancy. Nancy uh, was, uh, at this time, 88 years old. So hardly a girl anymore. But she was 88 years old when this happened earlier in the States. Because of an illness, Nancy was placed in a nursing home. And due to COVID-19 restrictions, they said that Nancy was not allowed to have any visitors, that no one could visit the nursing home. And because of COVID-19 restrictions, no one in the nursing home could leave the nursing home either. And so Nancy was stuck in the nursing home. She wasn't allowed any visitors. She couldn't go out herself. Now, Nancy is married to a guy called Bob. Nancy is 88. Bob is 90 years old. And on their 67th wedding anniversary, the nursing staff went into Nancy's room and they said, Nancy, there's someone outside your window with a message for you. And when she stood up from her bed and she went up to the window and she looked outside, see, she she lived on the second floor of this nursing home. And when she looked out her window and she looked down, she saw on the lawn, do you know what she saw? She saw her husband, Bob, together with their daughter standing beside him. And Bob is holding this big sign that Bob made himself with a big heart and with big letters and with glitter all over it. And she could read the letters through the window. In the middle of the sign, he wrote this message, said, Nancy, I've loved you 67 years and I still do. Happy anniversary. And see, when Nancy saw Bob and he saw the sign, she had this huge smile on her face and she began to wave and blow kisses. And when reporters later on asked Bob, why did you do that? Bob said, I feel bad because I want her, Nancy, to be down here with me and I know she can't be. I just wanted her to know that I hadn't forgotten see, why do I mention this story? It's because believe it or not, what Bob did for Nancy on their 67th wedding anniversary is a great picture of what God did for you and for me on that very first Christmas day. Is that when we were stuck in a difficult situation, when we didn't know where to find God, God came over to where we are. He came to our level and he gave us a sign to show us that he loves us, that he's for us, that he hasn't forgotten about us, that he wants to be close to us. That sign is Jesus Christ. You know, Luke chapter two, verse 12 says it this way. It says, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Isaiah 7, 14 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And see, long before you ever ask God for a sign, if you ever have before, on the very first Christmas, God gave us a sign that he loves you and wants to be close to you. That sign is his son, Jesus Christ. And if what the Bible says is true, and that Jesus was not just a good human being or a famous teacher or a good person, but that Jesus is himself God, then what that means is that when Jesus was born on Christmas day, this, this wasn't just a regular human being being born into the world. This was heaven visiting earth. This was God in the flesh trying to get as close to you and to me as possible because the reason why Jesus came was to show you that God loves you and wants to be close to you. You know, Maybe you're here and you've grown up believing that God is so far away and so distant that he's not there, he doesn't care. Maybe you grew up in a home where the people that you thought you're supposed to be close to really weren't that close to you. Maybe they were just busy all the time or they had to travel a lot or maybe they were physically present but they were emotionally absent or for other reasons beyond your control, they just couldn't be with you. And as a result, you kind of project that same image onto God and you think God is like that too. He's distant, he's far away, he doesn't really care. Can I tell you this? that couldn't be further from the truth because Jesus came that you would know that God loves you and he wants to be close to you. So it's been a really busy week for a lot of us here at Throughout Church getting ready for Christmas service. A lot of us haven't been home a lot or as much as we'd like to be. And I can know this, and, and you can relate to this as well, is that sometimes, especially in COVID-19 season, there comes a point when you get tired of just seeing the people that you love long distance through a screen or long distance through a device. You want to get close to him. You want to get up close and personal. You want to be there in person. And for a lot of us who might feel disconnected or isolated during the season, get this, Jesus was born into our world so that you could know the gift of God's presence. And not just through a screen or through a window, but that you would know God's presence right where you are, right where you're sitting right now, in your heart. That's because God loves you and wants to be close to you. He wants to get closer to you than anyone can get to you. That's the glory of Christmas. Not that we were reaching for God, but that God was reaching for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to be close to you. God wants to be close to you. Look again at Luke 2, 12 with me one more time. It says, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Let me ask this question. Why is it? That Jesus, who's supposed to be the king of kings, why is it that Jesus was not born in some royal palace, but instead Jesus, the king of kings, is born instead in some small, insignificant, ordinary, dirty, dark, messy manger? Why? Why is it that Jesus' parents were not you know, among the powerful, rich elite in Jerusalem, but they instead they're these lowly peasants living in a small, poor town called Nazareth that no one has ever heard of? Why is it that you know, the first people that God announced the birth of his son Jesus to were not just powerful politicians or you know, popular pop stars or pious religious people, but they were ordinary, non-religious shepherds who were working while everyone else was going to church? Why? I believe there's a lesson for us in that. It's that to show that your life doesn't need to be all put together before God is willing to get close to you is that your life can feel small, it can feel ordinary, your life can feel messy and kind of empty like a manger and God is happy to come over to where you are because he loves you and wants to be close to you. You know, Maybe you've grown up thinking that if you want to be loved, if you want to be accepted, if you wanted to be included, that you needed to meet certain conditions around you. You need to look a certain way. You need to act a certain way. You need to do certain things. You need to meet a certain standard first and it's almost like kind of like selfishness your house, you know, have you ever sold a house before? It's where you know you feel like, Oh man, people can't, people won't buy this house the way it is. I need to clean up my mess, I gotta stage it so it looks completely different than the way I usually live. And is that that's how people are gonna be attracted to this house? And we think that we project on that on God and say, If God wants to have anything to do with me, then I gotta clean up my mess and I gotta, I gotta, you know, pretend I'm someone that I'm not. But I'm here to tell you that that is the complete opposite of the way God looks at you because God doesn't love you based on your performance. He loves you because the Bible simply says God is love. And see, you don't need to clean up your mess before God will love you and want to be close to you because God already knows about your mess. He already knows about it and he still says, let me come to where you are because I love you and I'll even help you with the mess. That's God's unconditional love for you and for me. Can you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? God loves you more than you can possibly imagine, and he wants to be close to you. That's one of the big messages of Christmas. Now, you might be asking, well, JV, how can a loving God exist when there's so much suffering in the world, though? Especially now with COVID-19, all this death, and all this, all this disease that's going on, how can God be loving if all this is going on? That's a great question. Let's get to the second one now. This, this, this leads me to the second reason why Jesus' birth is so important. Number two, because Jesus came over, you can know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a savior. Because Jesus came over, you can know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a savior. Can I ask you, are you troubled today? Is there something that's troubling you? You know, maybe you're troubled today because of what you're hearing on the news all the time. Maybe you're troubled today because there's someone that you love that you can't be with right now, no matter how much you want to. Maybe you're troubled right now because there's something that's worrying you about your health or the health of someone you love. Or Maybe you're troubled right now because you lost someone very, very dear to you this past year. You know, Maybe you're troubled because you lost a job or your finances are really tight right now or work is frustrating you. Maybe you're just troubled because you're stressed out by a lot of things that you think you need to be doing right now. Maybe you're troubled because there's a relationship in your life that isn't where you like it to be. It's strained right now and it troubles you. Maybe you're troubled because there's uncertainty in your future. You're waiting for some news and it's still not coming. You're trying to make a decision and you're delaying and you're not really sure what to do and you're troubled as a result. If that's you, then I need to let you know you're not alone. The fact is there are all sorts of reasons why people can be troubled, especially during this time. But let me tell you this. You might think that your trouble, your anxiety, your worry, your grief, your depression disqualifies you from being able to celebrate Christmas this year. But I'm here to tell you this. The whole point of Christmas, the very reason God brought Jesus to come over into this world was for people exactly in that kind of situation like you and me. It's people in trouble. See, Jesus came over at that very first Christmas so that you would know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a savior and his name is Jesus Christ. See, earlier we heard different people singing the song, if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? And you know, when I hear this song, I can't help but think about what Jesus did for us at that very first Christmas. You see, like when our world was ending, Jesus came over. Now, what do I mean by that? What do you mean, JV, that when our world was ending, Jesus came over? Let me explain. See, over the past year, our world has been completely shaken up and disrupted by the virus, coronavirus, or COVID-19. Even right now, they say that approximately 75 million people around the world have contracted coronavirus, and that about 1.6 million people have died from coronavirus. That's about 3% of all those who've ever gotten it. But see, long before COVID-19 was an issue in our world, do you know that there was a much bigger problem that we've had to deal with? And that problem was around long before COVID-19 was ever an issue. And that problem is still gonna be around long after COVID-19 is gone. And believe it or not, that other problem we're talking about today is far more disruptive and it's far deadlier than COVID-19. Do you know what that problem is? The Bible calls Calls that problem sin. See, what is sin? Sin is this tendency in us to want to do things our way and not God's way. It's when we put ourselves above God, we put ourselves above others, and it's almost like this disease that's in us where we just think selfishly, we live selfishly, we act selfishly. It's when we hate instead of love. It's when we hold grudges instead of forgiving. It's when we don't do the good that we know that we should do. That's called sin, and all of us have it. See, whereas 1% of people in the world have contracted coronavirus, the Bible says all of us have sinned. And it's that the Bible says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like a disease, it's almost like every single one of us has been infected by sin. And you know you've got it. You know you've got it because you've got certain symptoms that come with it. It's that the symptoms of sin are real. See, sin disrupts my relationships with people. I act selfishly, others act selfishly, and my relationships get messed up. You know, sin disturbs my peace. Of mine, it messes with my thought life. You know, but most more more, more than any of that sin destroys my relationship with God. See in fact the Bible says it this way it says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, because we've got this disease called sin in our lives, we can't have anything to do with God because God he is perfect. He is completely without sin. We have sin and no matter how good we try to be, no matter how good we think we are, we can never get to God's level and so as a result sin separates us from God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. in other words, that sin like this deadly virus is gonna kill you and me if nothing is done about It's that sin, like a deadly virus, is going to separate us from God forever if nothing is done. And here's the thing, what can we do about it? Well, there's actually nothing we can do. And a lot of religions say, oh, if you just be a good person, if you do a lot of good things, then maybe you can uh, counteract the effects of sin. But the Bible says there's nothing we can do about our sin. If we think that we can somehow get to God on our own, on our own merit and strength, then we either think God, much too small about God or much too big about ourselves. See, because no matter how good I try to be, I can never cancel out my sin. But the good news of Christmas is that when our world was ending because of our sin, God loved us and didn't want to be apart from us. When our world was ending such that because of sin, we couldn't have anything to do with God, not now, not later, not in heaven, not on earth. When we were completely separate from God because of our sin, God didn't say, ah, forget it, to hell with you guys, delete, cancel you out, I'm I'm through with you, I'm just going to create someone new and forget about you. No, instead of doing that, what did God do? God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live the life that none of us could live, the life that met all all of God's requirements. And then Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment that we were supposed to die and what we were supposed to receive for our sin. And three days later, not only did Jesus die on the cross for our sins, but to show that sin and death have no hold over Jesus. Jesus rose again from the grave to show that he's not just some ordinary man, but he is who he claims to be, that he is the son of God and that whoever places their trust in Jesus Christ, not in what they do, but what in Jesus did for them, that they are forgiven of their sins. They are cleansed and they have eternal life. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now. That is the good news of Christmas is that when our world was ending, Jesus came over. You know, religion often says this, you want to get up to heaven, come up here come up here. Do more. Try harder. Save yourself. Climb up. See if you can. See if you can earn your way up to heaven. Climb up here. Get up here. Religion is about man reaching for God. But with Jesus, it's the opposite. It's not people trying to reach for God. It's God reaching for people. And it's not people trying to save themselves. It's God saying, when your world is ending, I'm going to come over and I'm going to be the savior that you need. And so for those who ask, well, JB, how a loving God exists with so much suffering. Fact is this, God knows how much trouble there there is in this world. God also knows that in this world, a lot of the trouble that we experience in life is because of the choices that we make. God made a world where love is possible and love is a choice, but that also means you can choose to love or not to love. And when we make the wrong choice, that's when a lot of trouble happens. And see, when our choices separated us from God, when our sin separated us from God, God didn't turn a blind. eye to our suffering and trouble. Rather, the reason Jesus came on that very first Christmas was so he could step into our suffering and share in our suffering and ultimately do something about our suffering as well. That's because God loves you and he's here for you, even in the middle of your trouble. Amen. Luke chapter two, verse 11 says, this. it says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Notice it doesn't say today a good person has been born to you or today a good teacher has been born to you, or today a prophet has been born. To you. It says today a savior has been born to you. Well, you see, a lot of people think that religions are all the same. It's all about you have to do good and be a good person and hopefully you'll get to heaven. That's not the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is that it's not about what you have to do to get to God. It's about what God has to do has done to get to you because he loves you. That's why John 3, 16, 17 says it this way. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Because Jesus came over, you can know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a savior who loves you. And see, You know, it's the song, If the world was ending, you'd come over, right? You'd come over and you'd stay the night. Would you love me for the hell of it? All my fears will be irrelevant. When our world was ending because of sin, Jesus came over. He came over to love us. He didn't come over to love us just for the hell of it, just for kicks. He came to love you forever because you matter to him. He didn't just come to stay for a night, only be gone the next day. Jesus comes to stay for good and even says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And when you know the love, the peace, the hope, the forgiveness that Jesus made possible by dying on the cross for our sins, then all of a sudden your fears become irrelevant and it's like fear loses its grip on your life when you know that God is near. Because if Jesus was able to conquer our two biggest problems in life, he was able to conquer our sin at the cross, he was able to conquer death at his resurrection, then how will Jesus, our Savior, not be able to conquer, help you conquer whatever challenge is in front of you today? Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now. Jesus is bigger than cancer. Jesus is bigger than depression. Jesus is bigger than marriage problems. Jesus is bigger than financial issues. Jesus is bigger than COVID-19. Amen. You know, one of my favorite quotes about Christmas is this one, is that the hope of Christmas is not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of Jesus. See, right now I want to invite my good friend Michael to share his story about the difference that Jesus has made in his life. Let's hear him right now.
5: Hi, everyone. My name is Michael McGonigal, and I'm from a small town in central BC called Smithers. I moved to Vancouver in 1996, and I currently reside in Port Coquitlam. See, growing up in Smithers was a great place to be raised. We had fresh organic food, fresh well water to drink directly from the tap. But by far, the best thing was, was the endless outdoor activities. We were a strong family unit for many years, but we never went to church. My parents were Baha'i and loved my, my brother and I very much. When I became a teenager, my parents divorced and all of our lives changed forever. I guess looking back on it, I didn't handle it so well. I started hanging out with the wrong group of kids and making poor decisions. By the, by the age of 16, I was drinking alcohol two to three times a week and i had already started using drugs. Quit school, I smoked cigarettes and slowly became out of control. I got into fights, I broke the law, and I was on a path to self-destruction. See, as an atheist, I didn't believe in God. I thought all I needed was to depend on myself. It took a night at the local jail cell to make me realize where the path I had created was leading me to. So I decided to clean up and move to Vancouver. I went back to school, received my my GED and learned a skill. I got married to my beautiful wife, and we have two wonderful children. I had a good job, and I was a good dad. Though I'd achieved good success, the strange thing is, is that I felt like there was something missing in my life. Something like there was like a, like a yearning for more. Uh, and what is the meaning of life? What will happen to me when I die? It was around 10 years ago I quit my my job that I'd spent almost a decade at. I thought the grass was greener on the other side. I thought my new job would be just as good, but I was wrong. It wasn't. I became horribly depressed and my anxiety was really bad too. I felt helpless and you know, some days I just couldn't do anything. I would just lie in bed all day. And some days, sometimes I would just start crying for no reason. But one morning I was listening to the radio on the way to work tuned into a Christian radio station. The pastor talked about forgiveness, the Holy Spirit, how through Jesus, all of my sins would be forgiven. And by God's gift, I could have eternal life. I was curious and wanted to learn more. So as the days and weeks and months went by, I made a decision to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. At the start of 2020, I discovered Thrive Church through my wife's friend. She invited us to come to Thrive and told us how great it was. So I went for the first time to a Sunday service. I enjoyed listening to Pastor JB and I felt a warm, energetic, and welcoming atmosphere at Thrive. I reached out to see if I could be baptized and the team at Thrive Church graciously agreed. Since inviting Jesus into my life, my life has changed in so many ways. The feeling of something missing in my life no longer exists. When my depression and anxiety start to creep back, which they do, I no longer revert back to my old ways. Instead, I pray, I read the Bible, and I look to God, and I find that he guides me back out of the fog and darkness and into the light again. I have a newfound strength in the Lord Jesus Christ, and when life gets difficult and tries to knock me down, I turn to Jesus instead. Life struggles will always be there, but I have found and I have learned that with Jesus, I have a savior in the middle of my trouble and a hope that is bigger than all of my problems. Because Jesus came over and died on the cross to pay for my sins, God has given me his forgiveness, his peace and a greater sense of love and compassion for others. My life has more meaning and purpose than ever before. Through Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you everyone. And God bless you and your family this holiday season. Be safe and be healthy always.
2: Can we thank Michael for sharing his story with us just now? Thank you so much, Michael. John sixteen thirty three says this. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. These are Jesus' words. Jesus says, I know that in this world you will have trouble, but in the middle of your trouble you can count on me. See, because Jesus came over, you can know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a savior. When our world was ending, when we desperately needed a vaccine for our sin, Jesus came over to be that vaccine. You know, the great thing about receiving Jesus as a vaccine for our sin is this. You don't need to wait for a government agency or a hospital or a doctor or the military to say, okay, six months from now, it'll be ready for you. No, Jesus, your vaccine for sin, is available right here, right now, anytime you need it. Anyway, another nice thing about receiving Jesus as your vaccine for sin, and this is a joke so you're allowed to laugh, is that receiving Jesus as your vaccine doesn't require a needle. So for those of you who don't like needles, you don't have to worry about a needle because you don't need a needle to receive Jesus as a vaccine. Another thing is, you don't like the sight of your own blood, you don't have to worry about seeing your own blood because Jesus shed his blood for you so that you wouldn't have to. You know, to receive Jesus, who is God's vaccine for our sin, all it really requires is a heart that's willing. A heart that recognizes that I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. See, Jesus can come up right up to the door of your heart, which I believe He's doing right now. But it's up to you to decide, I'm going to open the door for Him. He's not going to force Himself in, He waits for you to open the door. You know, many years ago, I invited Jesus Christ into my life. And I remember I was in church. I didn't know much about the Bible. I just knew that I believed in God, and I also knew that I'm a sinner. And when the preacher was saying that God loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sins, would you like to receive the peace, the forgiveness, the love that Jesus made possible on the cross for you? And on that day, though I didn't know much, would, I had questions and, you know, I hadn't read much of the Bible, you know, I, 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 you know it was one of the things where I, I knew that was for me. I said yes. And on that day, that pastor, he led me in a prayer to ask Jesus, into my life, and if you were to ask me today, many years later, practically speaking, JB, what difference does having Jesus make in your life, then one of the best illustrations I can give to you is this, is that having Jesus in my life is, it's like having an umbrella. You see, here in Vancouver, we're used to using umbrellas, aren't we? those of you're watching in Vancouver, you know what I mean. We don't get white Christmases so much. We get wet Christmases. You know, I'm dreaming of a wet Christmas. Oh, dream come true. Yeah, and, and here's the thing is, um, with umbrellas that we use here in Vancouver, what does an umbrella do? An umbrella doesn't keep the storm from coming, but it protects you in the storm. An umbrella doesn't stop the storm from coming, but it protects you in the storm. Another thing is, an umbrella, and you know, I'm going to open this umbrella. I know that some people say, oh, don't open an umbrella inside. It's bad luck. You know, don't worry. God is with us. All right, so here we go. A, there we go. See, an umbrella helps you to see clearly when you're in the middle of a storm. You know, another thing that an umbrella does is that an umbrella, you can use it to give shelter for yourself, but you can also use it to give shelter to others around you, and more than that, I find that it's always more romantic under umbrella. Don't you guys find? Let me give you an example here. Uh, let me just ask Pastor Charlene to come up right now real quick. Can you give Pastor Charlene a big hand right now? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So here we go. So here we go. Look, look at this. Okay, t- t- take a good shot of this. You, you might even want to screenshot this one. Yeah, here we go. This, yeah, this, is this romantic? Yeah, romantic? Yeah? All right, okay. Well, that, kind of romantic. Kind of, <laughs> now, now watch this, watch this. Aw. Isn't that more romantic? Can we give Pastor Charlene a big hand in this place right now? (laughs) Praise God. Well, 13 years ago, Charlene and I, we were living in Taiwan, and we made this big decision to move back here to Vancouver. And knowing that it will be a really challenging time to adjust, knowing that, you know, that's where all of Charlene's family is, that's where her parents are, that's where her brother is, you know, our church that we loved was there, we had good jobs there, we had good friends there, and we knew that it was going to be a tough adjustment to come back to Vancouver, especially for Char. And I wanted to somehow communicate to Char that, you know, no matter what, I'm here, and no matter what we're going to be okay, and that God is here, and God loves us, and God is going to be here with us, and, you know, sometimes I kind of think musically for some reason, and so on the plane from Taiwan to Vancouver, while we're in midair, all of a sudden, I, I had this song in my heart that I wanted to write for Char, and the, 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 the song is about an umbrella. It's not Rihanna's song, you know, under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, eh, 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 it wasn't that song. Um, But the song goes like this. The words go, All my life, just like the shore holds up the tide, I'm here to hold you when you cry, and I will never leave your side. All my life, I'm your umbrella in the rain until the sun comes out again. You can hold on to me for sure, baby, all my life. You guys want to hear this song? Yeah? Well, my voice is kind of going here, um, and I don't have the greatest voice, but let me let me just try this song with you right now. And in fact, Pastor Shar, I don't know if you can see this, but she's actually playing the piano. So I'm not really sure who's serenading who right now. Maybe we're serenading you. Uh, this song is called "All My Life," um, and it goes a little bit like this. Just like the shore holds up in the tide I'm here to hold you when you cry And I will never leave your side All my life I'm your umbrella in the rain Until the sun comes out again you can hold on to me for sure, baby, all my life. And the verse goes like this. It goes, I cannot promise clouds won't come or that you'll never see a storm. But I can say i love you all my life. Can I promise you the world Or oh, that you'll never shed a tear But I can say I'll keep you safe with me For years ago I said I I would love you for a lifetime And on this day I feel Like I love you more than ever All my life Just like the shore holds up the tide I'm here to hold you when you cry And I will never leave your side All my life I'm your umbrella in the rain Until the sun comes out again You can't hold on to me for sure Baby, all my
1: life You
2: know, the reason I share this song with you is because that's not just my love toward Char or Char's love toward me, that's God's love for you That all your life Just as the shore holds up the tide, God is there, and he will never leave your side. He is your umbrella in the rain, such that in the middle of the storm, you've got someone to hang on to until the storm goes away and the sun comes out again. You can hold on to him for sure all your life, and even those times when you have a tough time hanging on, God is hanging on to you. It's because he loves you. And see, here's a question for you today, is have you received this umbrella called a relationship with God through Jesus? See, I should let you know that a relationship with Jesus is different from a normal umbrella. See, a normal umbrella is something you use from time to time, not all the time. Not It doesn't rain every day, but a relationship with Jesus is something you will use every day of your life all the time. It's not an accessory. It's a necessity. Another thing about umbrellas is that it's pretty cheap to buy an umbrella. You can go to Canadian Tire and get one for like $15, $20. But... This gift of a relationship with Jesus is the most expensive gift you could ever receive because it was paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. You can't buy it with money. It was something that only God could give as a measure of his undeserved kindness in our lives. the thing about umbrellas is that this umbrella here is going to wear out one day and I'm going to have to get a new one, but a relationship with God through Jesus never wears out. It lasts forever, and you will never need to look for a replacement somewhere else. How do you receive this umbrella called the relationship with Jesus or this vaccine for sin, if we want to call it that, is that you do it by simply praying a prayer. In just a moment, I want to lead you and give you an opportunity to pray a prayer to receive just that, that gift. Now, let me tell you this, is that as we do this, you don't need to come from a Christian background to pray this prayer. Is that you might come from a Buddhist background or a Hindu background or a Taoist background or you know no background at all, but it's okay. God makes this gift called a relationship with Him through Jesus a gift for every single person. It is good news of great joy for all people and you might think oh I won't be a good Muslim or a good Buddhist if I pray to receive Jesus into my life can I tell you this Jesus is not here to give you a new religion Jesus is here to give you a relationship with God one where you can experience his presence in your life one where you can hear his voice one where you can hear feel his peace in your life and his hope as well all you need to do is open the door of your heart to Jesus we want to give you an opportunity to do that today John 1, 12 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Before I lead you in this prayer, I guess, you know, being a really practical person, I often ask, you know, what's the practical impact of this? And let me tell you this. What's the practical impact of asking Jesus into your life? Let me give you a few. Number one is that if you ask Jesus into your life, you will have the security of knowing that your sins are forgiven. Will we still make mistakes? Of course we will. We're human. But the fact is, when you have Jesus in your life, you know that your sins are forgiven and they don't separate you from God anymore. You have the security of knowing that you are God's child, not just now, but forever. That's the first huge benefit of inviting Jesus into your life. other words, this, when you invite Jesus into your life, you will have a peace that is bigger than your problems, a peace that passes understanding, the Bible says. Another one is that if you receive Jesus into your life is that you will have power like never before to overcome worry, fear, and temptation in your life because you're no longer doing it just in your own strength, but you've got a Savior by your side who's here to help you through everything that you go through. Number four, when you receive Jesus into your life, you gain wisdom to improve your relationships. It's not just that receiving Jesus establishes a relationship with God vertically, but horizontally with the people in your home, the people at work, the people in your school, the people around you, that you become a better lover of people. Just like Michael said, that after you had Jesus in his life, for some reason, there's this greater sense of love and compassion for others. It's because when you have Jesus in your life, it helps every area of your life, including your relationships. Number five is when you have Jesus in your life, you have hope For tomorrow, that is stronger than whatever challenges you are going through. You have a hope that we call contagious hope here at Thrive. And it's stronger than death, it's stronger than anything from your past, it's stronger than anything in the world because it's the hope that Jesus gives to us. Today, we've been talking about how Jesus was born on Christmas Day so that you would know that God loves you and wants to be close to you, so that you would know that in the middle of your trouble, you have a Savior who's here to help you. And if you want to receive that love and that forgiveness and that peace that Jesus makes possible, and you want to invite Jesus and ask him into your life right now, then I want to invite you to press that button that you see on your screen that says, today I want to ask Jesus into my life. I'll just invite you to press that right now. And if you're wondering, what will happen if I press that button? What will happen when you press that button is it'll take you to this other page, which will have a prayer that you can pray to invite Jesus into your life. So you press that button, today I ask Jesus into my life, and then it'll take you to a prayer that you can pray because God knows your heart. Even if we're not in the same physical place, the fact is God hears you, he hears your heart, and if you would pray this prayer to receive Jesus into your life, it is a life-changing prayer. And I wanna encourage you right now to just click on that if that's you, and so that you don't feel like you're doing this all on your own, I'm gonna pray this prayer with you. I'm gonna lead you in praying this prayer, and you can just follow along. Did you touch that button already? why don't you touch that button right now. Those who want to receive Jesus Christ into your life, you want to ask Jesus, invite him to forgive you of your sins. You want to experience all those benefits we talked about today. I want you to just touch that button that says, I want to ask Jesus into my life. Do you see that prayer there? Whether you see that prayer there or not, you can pray this prayer with me right now. Why don't you just pray this with me? You can say, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you came over into our world. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust, not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, guess what? If you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says that something amazing just happened in your life. You are, not because of what you have done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done, you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven. You've got hope, not just for now, but for forever. And the best is yet to come. Can we give all of our friends who prayed that prayer just now a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God! Oh, there's more than you than that. Come on, give God all of your praise in this place. And. Just to congratulate you on this amazing prayer that you prayed, we actually have a gift here at Thrive Church to give to you, and we want to actually mail it to wherever you might be, and this is uh, what we call our new believer gift, and if you open it up, it's really nicely packaged here. If if you open it up, uh, I'll just show you what it is, uh, because you can have your very own as well, is that inside this box, uh, there's a few things we want to give you. First is you get your own Thrive Church mug, all right, Uh, and it says Thrive Vancouver, the place to be. Uh, praise God. And then, if you look inside, inside the mug, there's actually a little card which represents an e gift card to Starbucks that we want to give to you, because uh, you can't be a Christian without drinking coffee. I'm totally kidding about that. I'm totally kidding. I don't drink any coffee at all. Uh, but uh, if you drink coffee or you just like to go to Starbucks, uh, that's a gift for you as well. And in addition to all that, we also have a letter to congratulate you and a link to some free resources for you so that will help you grow in this relationship with God that you have through Jesus Christ. And so if you want that gift, can I ask you right now, is, uh, why don't you click on that link that you should see on your screen right now. If you click on that Link that you see, it'll take you to a page where you can let us know where we can send this awesome new believer gift to. Just to say congratulations on praying that prayer to receive Jesus into your life. One more time, could you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. I think a celebration is in order. And so with that in mind, I'm going to ask our worship band to lead us in a song. They're going to lead us and I'm going to encourage you to sing. The words will be on your screen. Let's give God all of our praise on this very special Christmas as we celebrate who he is and what he's done in our lives. Let's do that together right now.
1: darkness. Here and now, hope for the hopeless, Emmanuel. Here and now, you kept your promise. Here and now, you proved your are for us, Emmanuel. Oh, The King has come to dwell with us. The Son of God, the Great I Am. The King has come to dwell with us. The King has come to dwell with us. The angels sing the highest of praises, the Ring the song of salvation, Emmanuel. Oh, Emmanuel. Miracles, of miracles. The King has come to dwell with us, the Son To dwell with us and hope The Son of God, the Great...
2: Can we give God a big hand, a big shout and let's play together right now? I said, can we give God a big hand, a big shout and let's play together right now? Well, we are so thrilled that you joined us here for Christmas at Thrive Church Online. I hope you had a great experience here and we would love to see you again. In fact, next week on Sunday, December 27, we're gonna be here once again. I'll be bringing a message to you called The Secret of Contentment. You don't wanna miss it. In addition to that, there are all sorts of things that you can do to take next steps in getting to know us. You can go to mythrive.info. On top of that, if you call Thrive Church or Home Church because we believe in the power of giving, I encourage you to give. Give, your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds everything we need. Well, that brings us to a close. I'm just going to pray a real quick prayer for you and then we're going to end off today. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that because you love every single person who's watching with us right now, that you sent Jesus Christ to be our Savior. That you sent Jesus Christ to let us know that you love us and want to be close to us. So you sent Jesus Christ into our world to let us know that even in the middle of trouble, we have a Savior in our lives and we thank you so much for Jesus today we thank you so much for every single person here that you know the plans you have for them plans to prosper them not to harm them and so with that in mind we pray all of your blessing your peace your protection your provision your strength your healing comfort wisdom joy hope and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again we thank you we give you praise Jesus in Jesus' beautiful name we pray amen. It's been amazing to celebrate Christmas with you guys. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out. If you're new here, you are VIP. So, so, so excited to have you here. And we can't wait to see you again next week at Thrive Church Online. Merry Christmas, everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you guys really soon. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you, Pastor JB! I'm so sad that today's service is coming to an end, guys, but before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements. If it's your first time here, you're a VIP, so please text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own dry stainless steel water bottle. If you made the choice to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, congratulations, we have a gift package that we will send specifically to you, as well as a series of videos that may answer some questions that you have about Jesus. So just text BELIEVE at 604-285-5770. And if you'd like to get baptized, visit myfaith.info/baptism. If you enjoyed today's message, I assure you that you can enjoy next week even more. So join us again next Sunday at 9.30 and 11.30 for a special message from Pastor JB called The Secret of Contentment. Speaking of contentment, the best ways for me to feel content is to share my burdens and my worries with my friends that I made in small group. During times like this, it's really important for you to stay connected, and small group is a place where you can encourage, share, and pray with one another. So if you're currently not part of one, visit info to sign up. So that's it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings, and I'll see you all again next week here at Thrive Church Online.
1: Bye!